Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, welcome to Wednesday, uh, September 29, halfway through the week, and uh, I again am Steve Durr, and my guest still is, and always will be, Brendan McClanahan. Brendan, welcome and welcome, welcome again to our podcast for this week. We're glad that you're with us. Yeah, thanks, Steve. This is great. I'm really enjoying it. Oh, good. Good. I'm so glad because, you know, I guess you didn't have to. You could have said, ah. Victory point, you know, I don't have to go back there, whatever. But I was so so thankful that you were willing to, to, to do this. So, which leads me into our kind of opening question. Normally we ask our guests kind of what brought them to Victory Point or what are what is their role at Victory Point? Um, because most oftentimes our guest is a Victory Point member, not always, but yeah. typically. So a little bit of change with that question is kind of, you know, when you think back on your VP days, what are some favorite memories that you have? Or- well, I'll tell you a recent one because Matt and I still hang out and um, oh. and he pulled kind of a, a prank on me, which I guess was oh, nice. also a prank on Dwight. Um, oh, when I, <laughs> when I was at Victory Point on staff, um, Doug Dreyer gave me four chickens because okay. I wanted to have chickens. And, and as I started raising these chickens, I realized that um, these chickens need some bedding for their coop. And I was at work one day and I saw the paper shredder. I thought that would be perfect bedding for my chickens and it's free, all these paper shreds. So I started bagging them up and pretty soon, like, you know, Karen or Pam would be saving bat huge garbage bags full of um, shredded paper for me to take home, Okay, which I was really happy to take, you know? Um, yeah. When I left, I thought one of the jokes was, what are you going to do with all your paper shreds now? Yeah. And, um, and I was going to hang out with Matt a few weeks ago and he said, Oh, by the way, do you, do you want me to bring some paper shreds? We have some saved up. I was like, that would be awesome. And then he sent me this picture. You'll have to ask Matt to show you guys sometime. Yeah. Um, he sent me a picture of what looked like Dwight's office. Have you seen this? Uh, yeah. He actually showed it in church on Sunday. He oh, I'd seen okay. it someplace else, but then also, yeah, he, he showed it um, in church on Sunday, <laughs> but he kind of played it off like he had no idea who did it, but sounds like maybe. I don't know who did it. Oh, okay. did it, But Matt just took a picture of it and sent it to me, and I just okay. died laughing thinking about, oh, man, it was, I miss, okay. you know, miss those kind of interactions with everybody, but um, it's fun being on yeah. staff at Victory Point. We've, I mean, you know, between, you know, competitions for knocking down cans or, you know, pl- plots to build a swimming pool on the roof or breaking and entering on our own property to try to, because we don't, the keys aren't working. Um, All kinds of fun shenanigans um, happen behind the scenes that that are really fun to be a part of. So I I can imagine knowing you and knowing Matt and, um, you know, I'm getting to know Dwight too. I think that'd be a fun, fun place to work. And there's probably many, many days where Pam just shakes her head and says, Oh my goodness. Uh-huh, what's uh-huh. Going on? Or, or she kind of, does she kind of weave her way into it too? I mean, she loves I, it. Yeah, she okay. Loves it. All right. Good. <laughs> well, I'm glad you have that memory. And yes, um, that picture was shared with the congregation on the Sunday and, good. and uh, which is good. Practical jokes are great and it's fun. So, um, okay. Well today we're going to go way back to the beginning. Uh, well, almost all the way back to the beginning. We're going to read in Genesis 2, 
um, verses 18 through 24. So again, probably a very familiar passage to many people, um, but maybe some new things we can pull out of it. So let me read that, and then we will jump into talking about. So Genesis 2, 18 through 24. The Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the beasts of the field and all the birds of the air. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called them, each living creature, that was his name. So the man gave names to all of the livestock, the birds of the air, and all the beasts of the field. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took out, uh, took one of the man's ribs and closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib and had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. The man said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She called me, uh, she shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother, oops, sorry, page turn, uh, leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and they will become one flesh. So, Brendan, a very familiar passage. What kind of grabbed you from that this time? Uh, yeah, I, well, first of all, I wish they had included verse 25. Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame because I think that's a, a big part of the, the general, the whole story, meta-narrative of narrative of scripture is sure. the concept of shame, how that plays hiding and shame. Um, but I mean, at this point, you've got, God has just finished creating the heavens and the earth and everything is good. Tov, tov, tov. That's the um, scripture. That, that's the Hebrew uh, in scripture. Okay. Is the word tov. Tov ma'od is very, very good. But um, God is calling everything tov. And then he gets to this and it's low tov, which means mm. not good. <laughs> okay. So the this is the first time something is not good. So God creates God creates Adam, God creates man, and it's good, you know? So, uh, you know, this is where I, I tie in some of the Psalm 26 and Job to say, yeah, you know, Adam here is blameless. Nothing has gone wrong so far, but yeah. it's still imperfect. You know, hmm. God, God doesn't say, all right, he's perfect and we're good to go. God says he's perfect, except there's, it's not perfect you know okay it's, yeah it's good but it's not good because he's alone and so what's to me there's this uh, again this theme of what does righteousness mean apart from relationship apart mm. from companionship um and um and the fact that god sees adam's loneliness first of all is amazing and has compassion for him and then um wants to find him a helper and they look through all the animals um and the birds and um nothing is similar to to adam there's nothing that's they're all these animals are so different from adam sure. yeah and finally god says okay i'm gonna make take your flesh and make it into two and mm. make somebody who's just like you and someone who can help you and um and by the way um that helper word is the same word that's used for god so it's not like a like um oh a word that that you know is to put women underneath a man like oh man's gonna do the thing and then a woman's gonna help him but helper is the word for god like someone wow. okay. who has resources and capacities that the other one doesn't have okay. and so um so 
so that I don't know, I, I guess what I'm reflecting on in this, this whole thing is, um, is the idea of um, companionship, um, the idea of vulnerability, you know, the two become one, um, you know, bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh, there's something about intimacy, vulnerability and companionship that, that to God is more important than perfection or blamelessness, mm. you know, or at least where defines perfection and blamelessness to be in a relational context. And, um, and so um, that's where my attention's going. Um, I will tell a, like a little quick story. Um, you know, Adam, woman is taken out of, Eve is taken out of Adam's side, you know, taken yeah. the rib. Um, so I'm an identical twin. And, okay. um, and when I was five years old, um, six years old, I guess, when I was six year old, I started losing my teeth, you know, like your baby teeth. And, um, okay. you know, I lost my, you know, those bottom teeth, you know, those four bottom teeth in front. Sure. Yeah. I lost all, all of those, you know, in succession and they all grew back. But one of the ones that grew back fell out again. Oh. And I was like, mom, I think I already lost four teeth down here. This is a fifth one. And she's like, oh, that's weird. We'll have to check that out. But then pretty soon you could see a new tooth growing in below it. I was like, oh, it's not an adult tooth, tooth that fell out. It's a, it was a baby, another baby tooth. I had an extra baby tooth. Oh, My brother was losing, losing teeth at the exact same time. And he, he lost all four teeth down there, but only three grew back. Oh, <laughs> so, so you took one of his teeth. <laughs> so I don't know how this happened, but, but somehow in utero, whatever, I was on one of his teeth <laughs> <laughs> and my brother is bone of my bones my bone. flesh of my flesh yeah you know, so it, uh, that reminded me of that story but you know my brother and i share a bond as twins sure maybe is a little bit different than other siblings and yeah. um and so i i think about that with my um with this story as yeah. well like the kind so of so it's his name whoa brendan then like yeah. said, whoa. <laughs> oh, that was that was good yeah, I should start calling him Will Brendan. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> well, that that actually reminds me of, uh, and I'm sure people have heard this joke before, but um, when I read the story, I can't help but say it is. So, you know, the story goes that Adam is, you know, in the garden and all the animals are walking by and God has given him the, the job of naming them all. So, you know, an elephant walks by and he's, and he says, oh, elephant, a lion walks by and he says, lion. And then Eve walks by and he says, whoa, man. <laughs> and therefore he's called woman but uh, yeah that's, so that's such a dad joke it is it is that's why i had to share it so it's a groaner um, yeah <laughs> well uh, but in all seriousness the one thing that um that kind of hit me in a way that i that hasn't before with this and it actually kind of dovetails off what you were saying about um you know righteousness can't be apart from relationships and just kind of that that idea that god said adam is alone he needs a partner. Um, and I love how you said, you know, the word helper here means God. So it's not a subservient role. Um, but, you know, this is a beautiful story of how God brought two people together. And, you know, when I think of the story, I can relate because God has provided me a, a wonderful helper mm -hmm. and Jackie and you have a wonderful helper and Rachel. And, you know, we complement each other in we can better serve God together. And, you know, there's things I do support her and vice versa, but then there's people out there, um, maybe people who are listening who have not found that partner yet, who read this story and say, well, what about me, God? 
Um, you know, where is my suitable helper? So what would you say um, to somebody who reads this passage and has that question? Yeah. Because that has to be, that would have to be hard. We, we can't relate. Oh, I can't relate. But um, I don't yeah. know what. Yeah. What would you so, say? I mean, this has to do with what do I, what do I do when I'm feeling alone? You know, what, what happens yeah. when I'm feeling alone? Does God care? You know, cause that's what, yeah. what you're talking about. The, I mean, the, the way to, there is a way to capture this in terms of envy and jealousy, which is other people have spouses and I don't, you know, sure. but, but beneath that, I beneath that envy, I think is a sense of feeling alone, you know, yeah. and, and what happens when Job is alone and when Job is alone in suffering, does God care about Job's suffering? Um, Job's friends come and accompany him. You know, so I think there's multiple images of what it looks like to um, experience companionship and intimacy mm. um, beyond marriage. Um, obviously, marriage is a unique, you know, um, ordained relationship by God. But I do think that there are ways for people to experience um, vulnerability and relationship with others in ways that mm. can provide um, in their times of loneliness. But the question is, what does God do when, when we're alone? And does God care? And I think what you see in this story is God sees Adam's loneliness. Mm. God goes through extensive measures to try to, to try to heal Adam's loneliness. Yeah. And God actually provides real bone and flesh um, relationship for Adam. In this case, it's a woman, you know, but I do think that um, people who haven't necessarily found a quote unquote, you know, like their lifelong one and only soulmate spouse. Um, I think people who haven't found that and are experiencing loneliness can be comforted to know God sees their loneliness. Mm. God is desiring to, to um, find companionship for them and to um, alleviate the loneliness and that there's hope that there, that companionship is possible in this world, um, even when we feel alone. So that's okay. what I would say. Okay, wonderful. So it's more of just you know, the idea of that companionship. So it's not a specific person that maybe you know, you're waiting for, but just, you know, seek the way God's providing for that companionship needs yeah. in your life in other ways. Well, yeah. I mean, look, yeah. At, look at Jesus. I mean, Jesus is yeah. never married. Mm. Um, Apostle Paul, you know, these yeah. are, I mean, and then you've got the whole tradition of celibacy. Um, I don't think marriage can be the only cure for loneliness or the only provision yeah. of God for companionship. Um, I think we have to broaden um, that or else we end up um, with some, some messed up, uh, I think, ways of identifying with the world and alleviating our own loneliness. So um, I think there is a call to celibacy for some, you yeah. know, and I think even, you know, for Jesus, uh, you look at his life and go realize, well, he had his disciples. He had, you know, Peter, James, John, his inner three, who must have been his closest companions that um, helped him not feel so alone in the world. Yeah. So I think those are, those are things to look to as well. Okay. Awesome. Well, and I think, um, I as you were talking, I was looking at some of my notes and you mentioned Paul and, and Paul saying, look, it's better not to be married because, right. you know, if you're trying to 
you know, serve God in, in a way um, that he's called you to having to worry about a spouse might get in the way. And so, you know, and I think it's first Corinthians verse uh, chapter seven, I think, but yeah. um, you know, yeah. so God's uh, Paul saying, look, you know, maybe that's going to be a hindrance. I think big picture is, you know, God had given Adam a job to do to kind of, to maintain creation. Right. And he said, oh, he's not able to do this on his own. He needs a helper. So God gave him a job. He saw what God, what Adam needed to complete that job. And so, um, you know, whatever God's calling somebody to do, God's going to say, well, what do they need to complete this job? And yeah. maybe, maybe it is another person you know, a spouse or, you know, something like that, or maybe like you said, with Jesus, he needed his 12 disciples. He needed that companionship um, as he was going through his ministry. So, yeah, yeah. I think you're right think, on Steve of, of refocusing the conversation around God's character and activity rather than around the institution of marriage, you know, mm, which of course yeah. we learn about marriage to this and marriage is important to talk about. But I think first and foremost, this is about God and how God is um, advancing God's kingdom in the world. And, um, and so when God sees that there's loneliness, God um, turns to, to alleviate that and to heal that um, through real means, not just through spiritual, you know, oh, feel better or get yeah. used to it, but providing real means for them to not be alone. So. Yeah. Well, I think that's a, a great way to wrap up um, today's conversation. So um, our listeners, as you are going through life or through today, and you're, maybe you're having that sense of loneliness, um, just know that God hears you and sees you, and he wants to uh, find ways to, to fill that loneliness. Um, and as he gives you a job to do, he will give you what you need to, to complete that job. So um, may the Lord bless you today. Uh, may he protect you. May his face sh uh, shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord show his favor upon you and give you peace. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.